Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. Uh, this is your host here, Nevin Gorky. Uh, my my brothers in F3 know me as DFib. In F3, uh, we we uh, all get a nickname, and so that's mine, and uh, I'm proud to wear it. Uh, I know that most of you are F3 guys who listen to this, but we're hoping to reach a broader audience as well because I think some of the messages here are just so important. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different. I know that our mission is to bring men on to tell their stories to encourage and inspire and motivate other guys to be more virtuous leaders. And uh, today, for basically one reason, you're just getting me. So there's no dial-up, there's no Spielberg, and there's no guest today. And I hope that this turns out better than I'm anticipating it, because who the heck wants to listen to me drone on and on? But because we couldn't find a day for Spielberg, dial-up, and myself to get together, and uh, didn't have a guest for this week, rather than uh, just replay an, an old episode, it's kind of lame to do that, uh, this may be lamer. But, for better or worse, you got me today to basically give you a message. All right, so this is a message from DFib. And uh, for those of you who don't know me that well, or not know me at all, um, I'm 56 years old, just had my birthday, Feeling all those years, but fighting hard, uh, you know, getting out in the gloom, exercising my brothers every chance I get when work doesn't get in the way, and, uh, and you know, loving every minute of it. So, so that's me. My wife and I just took care of an 18-month-old for nine days. That was hard. There is a reason that people have their kids in their 20s, maybe 30s. I recommend 20s because the older you get, uh, the harder it is chasing that little guy around. But anyway, we love him and, and uh, his parents have him now. They, they went away for a little while. So uh, my, my story is that uh, I've had some experience with leadership over the last 20 plus years. It's been an interest of mine. Uh, I'm interested in learning about it, practicing it as best I can, but also trying to teach it and help other guys, you know, help each other along the way. And yeah, again, that's the mission of our podcast. Uh, I, I'm not going to give you my all my different experiences in leadership because that would just bore you to death. However, I think because uh, I have at least some experience with it and uh, and done a lot of research on it over the years and have the guests on that we've had on so far, 20 plus episodes, uh, I'm just gonna share some thoughts and see what you guys think. This episode is entitled Stronger Together, okay? Because I think that is really an important thing right now, especially now in our society. And I can tell you that one of the things we've learned doing this podcast, one of the common threads with almost all, if not all the guests we've had is community. Okay. They didn't all articulate it as such, but basically their ability to come together with other guys has helped them tremendously. We've had many men on here who have overcome addiction issues, uh, tragedy, tragedy and loss in their lives, mental battles, and all of these things. And just guys got, got inspired to do great things. I'm not sure this would have happened without the community that they were involved with. And that mostly involves, as I said, F3 guys being part of F3. But it also involves guys being part of their church or in part of, uh, or a part of other organizations. Uh, even some guys who, you know, their, their job or they make a living... Uh, the, the communities there that uh, do philanthropic work and so forth. But, but I think every one of our guests would tell you that uh, it wasn't possible for them to achieve the things they did, whether it was overcoming these things or just doing really uh, high-impact things 
uh, if it wasn't for community. And I think we noticed that uh, in a lot of ways. If you just look at last week's episode, we had a team from our area, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, who ran in the Blue Ridge Relay. That's a 208-mile endurance relay. Uh, you could have as many as 12 men on a team. Our, our guys had 11 men on the team. Everybody ran three legs. A few guys ran four legs of it. So you basically running anywhere from about 15, 16 miles total to 27, 28 miles, depending on the legs you have. We had all those guys on an episode last week, if you listened to it, and one of the common things you heard, heard from all of those men was how to, what a great experience it was. Hard, yes. Basically, you're living in a van for a day and a half as you travel, uh, you know, leapfrog from one uh, exchange zone to another where one guy finishes his leg of the race and another guy picks up. But it was the community. It was being together. It was experiencing it together. The, the joking, the, uh, the camaraderie, the encouragement, the, yeah, the ribbing, all of that stuff. We even had some naked runners. You have to listen to the podcast. But anyway, uh, it's, this is what drew these guys to do this. And many of the men in our team were first-time uh, runners of this race. And some of them were runners who you know, ran marathons, half marathons before. And a number of them said this was their favorite running experience they've ever had. And it's because they did it together with other guys. Uh, basically, this is not a surprise. Shouldn't be a surprise. Because humans naturally, at least usually, seek community, okay? Uh, that's just the way we were designed because we were made in God's image. And when God created us, he already existed in community with the Trinity, right? Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm not going to pontificate on that because that's outside my league. But anyway, uh, God already existed in relationship and he created us for relationship. That's why you exist, by the way. You exist because God loves you and he wanted to create you and he wants you to have relationship with him. So we're created that way. It's ingrained in us. Uh, if you look at the you know, at creation, Adam was uh, created, right? And But in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 18, it reads, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God says, It, it ain't good for you to be alone, brother. It ain't good, okay? Yeah, you should find yourself a lady. And But... You know, you need other guys too, right? You need other guys. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. You can't do that unless you're in community, at least in relationship, fellowship with another guy that you trust and, and uh, you can encourage and support and push each other through these things. It's incredibly important. This is all, you know, scriptural. If you don't believe the Bible is the word of God, then take it as wisdom. But trust me, it's the word of God. And here we go. Hebrews, right? Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 24 to 25, it tells us, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let me stop there for just a second. You can't spur one another on toward love and good deeds unless you are meeting together. Because it goes on to say, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Day, capital D, that means judgment day. So important for us to be together. It is the way we're made, the way we're created, and believe me, we don't do as well. We don't do as well when we are not meeting together and not in community. When we're in isolation, we struggle. 
okay? It's, it's just a fact, and I, there's statistics to bear that out. I'm going to give you one more example from the Word of God. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9, starting from verse 9, the wisest guy to ever live, okay, God called this guy the wisest man to ever live. Solomon says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man, pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. But I want to bring your attention to where he says in verse 10, pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Are you that guy? Is that who you are right now? Are you the guy who falls down and there's no one to help him up? Do you feel that way? Are you living a lonely life? Odds are that there's a lot of guys listening to this that are in that boat right now. Okay, and I'm telling you, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more as we get through this podcast. You just don't have to be like that. And, but it's, it's something that we should know instinctively. Loneliness is a problem. Isolationism is a problem. And we are definitely stronger together. Okay, but it's a big problem today. It's become epidemic. Why has it become epidemic? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Okay, first of all, we're too comfortable. All right. When we had to really work and toil in the ground and hunt and find things to to keep us alive, to eat, to build shelter, to ward off wild animals and fight off invaders, things like that. We were safer in community. We sought out community because we needed to. Not just for safety, but but we couldn't exist as well. I mean, some guys, yeah, sure, there's stories of guys that went out there and lived off the land, whatever. But, um, but that's not really the way it works, right? I mean, you look at the example Dredd talks about in his book, Q-Source, a book on leadership for you, you non-F3 people. Um, he uses the example of uh, the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks gets stranded on an island. And he learns how to, to survive on his own. But... You know, he had, to, he had to find a volleyball and give it a name and talk to it to try to have some sense of community. He even thought taking the risk of making up his own raft and getting out on the ocean by himself where he very well could die was worth it to just to find a way back to community. But you see, he wasn't comfortable. He was able to eke out an existence, but he wasn't comfortable because you know he lived on an island. He had to build a fire all the time. He had to keep a fire going. He had to go out and spearfish to get food and different things like that. He was exposed to the elements to a degree. We're not like that, right? No, we have a place to live. We have air conditioning. We have heating. We have all kinds of entertainment coming into our house, our apartment, whatever, our bedroom, through our phone, through our TV, through our laptop, whatever, right? A lot of that entertainment isn't good, but... But we have entertainment, and so we're just too comfortable. That's one reason why we're, we have isolated ourselves. Second reason is social media. There's no doubt social media takes an, has a, a role to play here. And I'm not an expert on it, but I can tell you that it does, right? Now, you, you could sit in your house again or apartment or whatever, be all alone, and, and think you have community. You don't have community. Trust me. Those, all those quote-unquote friends on Facebook, they're not your friends. Okay, Friends are people you have proximity with. They look in the eye that you could meet together with, that you can encourage and support one another with, and you could call each other out a little bit. Yeah, and and that's, they're friends, right? People on social media are not friends, but it's, it gives us a false sense of community. Among other things, it divides us and things like that, but that's not what this podcast is about. Lastly, I'm like to talk about, this, there's a culture that, that would keep you isolated. 
Okay, we've had COVID, this pandemic. We had to stay home. We've learned that we could work from home. Well, lots and lots of people working from home now. And companies, organizations, I think, a lot of them have figured out, well, we could save some money having people work from home because we don't have to lease that building anymore. We don't have to buy the office equipment anymore. They could just use their computer at home and, and work from home. This is bad, B-A-D, capital letters, bad, okay? I'm telling you now. I know a lot of you are saying, hey, this helps me with my family or whatever. I'm telling you, it's bad, all right? Take it from DFib. it's bad. It creates depression and anxiety. Statistics have proven this. Okay, why? Why does it do that? Well, working from home, you, get, you have less uh, physical activity, uh, less real uh, human interaction. Uh, you usually eat worse, okay? And you have a, a your your real, honest-to-goodness self-confidence goes down because, you know, what are you doing? A lot of you are in your pajamas. Some of you are going to be in your pajamas listening to this now, sitting in your, laying in your bed in your bedroom, working from home, okay? That's not good, all right? It's it's not the ideal situation. It's led to a lot of depression and anxiety. Being a parent, so you got your kids running around the house. You're trying to work from home. you got your kids. You're not getting out. You know, and a lot of people don't have uh, fellowship outside of work because then they got to do all their other stuff to take care of the house or whatever. Anyway, bad. Lack of communication with coworkers, real communication where, you know, you get together you, at lunchtime, sit around the table, you go and ask advice, you know, during the day, whatever. Uh, it doesn't exist when you're working from home. Get out of your house, go back to work if you can. If you can't, I understand, that's okay. There are things you could do to help with that. And some guys, some people can do that. Some people can work from home and, and work around this to some degree. But it's just not good, okay? I know people that work from home and, and they're suffering from some depression. All right, my son, he's a great guy, okay? He's never been depressed in his life, I don't think. He's working from home and, uh, you know, just lately he's noticed that he's down a little bit. You know, he's a little bit, feeling a little, feeling a little down. And, like, and the reason is that he's just lonely right he's a he's in he lives away from us he lives in virginia we live in pennsylvania it's a really good place for him he's he has you know people he knows down there and stuff but working from home you don't interact with those folks and every once in a while you might get together but but if you're not getting out of the house and getting outside getting physical activity and finding people to meet with you're going to be lonely okay and and it's going to lead to depression and anxiety and a lot of mental issues and this is a problem it's a glo global epidemic okay Loneliness, I don't have the, all the specific studies to support this, but supposedly it's as toxic as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Okay, loneliness is as toxic as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's bad. It's a global epidemic. 50% people of people in Paris live alone. 60% of people in Stockholm live alone. And the United Kingdom, um, since 1960s, uh, the lo loneliness has doubled, get to 31%. Half of 75 and over uh, year olds in uh, the United Kingdom live alone. Okay, this is a real problem for the elderly guys. Um, in the United States, the average number of close friends fell from three to two from 1985 to 2004. That's an old study. Uh, number with no close friends has tripled to become the most common state. Okay, the most common state among, pe among people in the United States is no close friends. Think about that. Urbanization is an issue. People moving into the cities, and for whatever reason, you move into the cities, we congregate together in the cities and become more lonely. Figure that one out. People spend 24 hours per week online, supposedly. I think it's probably more than that. It increases depression and, and mental disorders. You know, it does. There's some people out there getting creative with solutions. Okay, Italy, 
They have a, a system where students, college students, can move in with elderly folks to keep them company, and they get a reduced cost on their, uh, their college. Uh, the United Kingdom has actually, actually named a minister of loneliness. Okay? They recognize this as a big, big problem. Now, you know, the government doesn't get involved until it starts costing money. So there's, an, there's a huge economic impact on this. But the United Kingdom actually has a minister of loneliness. I don't know if they still do, but the, what I could find is um, they, they named one and they still have one that's in charge of that. So anyway, it's a problem. I think I've beaten that to death already. Um, but I'm going to give you just a little bit more because we really need to do something about this. Okay, there's a geriatrician named Carla Parasinato. Studied 1,600 people in a national health and retirement study for over six years. And they found that the feeling of loneliness created a 60% increased risk of functional decline and a 45% greater risk of death. This is in the elderly, okay? I think that's a problem only for the elderly. It's worse for young people. Generation Z has a higher rate of loneliness than people 72 years old and older. All right, these are their people 18 to whatever Generation Z is, okay? That's just the way the world has become. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, the culture, things that we just talked about. But, guys, we are stronger together, okay? What can we do about this? Well, a guy named Alexis de Tocqueville, he toured our country back in 1831 to 32, wrote a book called Democracy in America. If you haven't ever read it, I recommend it, but... Um, I read it a long time ago, but one thing that really one thing that really stood out to him was Americans were great at making associations, okay, for social, charitable, political causes, whatever. We were really, really good at making associations, and his uh, opinion was that we were better at that than anybody else in the world. And he related that to our system of government and the culture that existed, which was is democracy. And he thought this took democracy to the local level. And it was a big, big advantage for the United States. And we still do that, right? I mean, we still have that kind of stuff, but we need, but you can get involved, okay? If you're lonely, get out there and get involved. I don't, it doesn't matter. And hopefully it's a good cause, but you know, get out there and, and find some fellowship getting involved in these uh, associations. And if you think there's one that's needed and it doesn't exist, then start it, okay? See a need, fill a need, right? You're born to lead, you are freed to lead. Get out there and make it happen, guys. You're supposed to be leaders. You're ordained by God to be a leader. That's a different episode. But trust me, you are. You're supposed to lead. You're supposed to lead your families well. Uh, you're supposed to lead in your communities, your jobs well. And you're supposed to be a virtuous leader. If you see a need, fill the need. Now, you can't fill every need, but you could find something that is your passion or an area that you, that you see a great need. Go for it, man. Rally the troops. Be that dancing idiot who first starts dancing until you get one follower. You get one follower, and then you're going to get a bunch of other followers, and you could do something to impact your community. What we've seen in our podcast is that's what's happened with these high-impact men that we've had on, is they have taking, taken the initiative to go out and do something about a problem. And, and they've gathered the troops. They've got people to, to go along with them. Okay, think about um, Toby Talks and, and uh, different guys that have created fundraisers and scholarship funds and different things like that, needs that are out there, uh, awareness for Alzheimer's, okay, various things. Uh, it's, people want to help. They do. Uh, but they need somebody to lead because we, we are in a serious need of leadership, virtuous leadership in our country. So get out and do it, okay? Get out and do it. You need to change your culture. 
That's the solution. You need to change your culture. You can't change government policy. Government policies oftentimes are obstacles. I'm not picking on any particular political party. They are sometimes obstacles. You can overcome these obstacles because we are still a democracy. We still live in towns that are run by local governments, etc. We still have incredible freedom in our country. Go out and make it happen by changing your culture. Change your personal culture first. Make a decision. You're gonna get out and find fellowship. Seek fellowship. Seek it somewhere, okay? Going to church is a good, is a good start, okay? But truth, truthfully, you could be anonymous in church. You could go in, sit down, listen to a sermon, whatever, and walk out, and you don't engage with anybody. You don't create fellowship. You don't create relationships. You can do that if you want. But you have to take the initiative. Go and seek the fellowship. Find the people there that, uh, that you could become friends with and start doing some things together socially. Seek fellowship in other ways, okay? You can go to uh, book clubs, right? Join the Lions Club, the Rotary, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, there are things out there, and like I said, if it doesn't exist, go ahead and start it, you know, if you really feel led. But seek fellowship, seek fellowship somehow. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about F3 and how wonderful this works. This whole thing about being stronger together, okay? F3, for those of you who aren't aware, stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. Okay, it's basically a free outdoor, usually boot camp style workout for men. It's all over the place now. We're, we're expanding like crazy. The region's popping up all over. We're in like five different continents. I say we because I'm part of it, right? And I, and I so believe in this, this thing called F3. And there are a lot of people that may go to workout groups. You know, you can go to, I don't know, an aerobics class or if they even have them anymore. Whatever, whatever it is, spin class. And that's cool. You could do it. You'd be with some people there. Um, but the thing about F3 is it's supposed to be a leadership development program. And so each guy has to take his turn developing the workout and leading the workout. And so this is one of the ways that we create leadership skills for guys. But the workouts are almost always made difficult. Doing hard things together brings you closer. It brings you closer as a group. So men, you get out there, do F3. You're going to get out in the early morning hours because it's difficult. It doesn't have to be in the early morning hours, but it typically is. Being in the early morning hours, I think, is an advantage because nobody wants to get out of their fart sack early in the morning when it's dark out, especially if it's raining. Okay, in central Pennsylvania, north central Pennsylvania, there are days it's zero degrees or less. We still do it because one of the core principles is it's always held outdoors, no matter the weather. And when you get out in the gloom and the weather's bad and it's raining and the queue, who's the guy who's leading that day, makes you lay down even on the wet pavement or in the snow or the wet grass or the mud. And you're going to be doing, uh, you know, crunches and flutter kicks and you're going to be doing burpees and merkins, which is what we call push-ups. And you're going to be running and you're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. And you're going to get wet and you're going to get muddy. And you know what? You're going to love it. Because when guys go out and do it, they don't want to do it, but they do it. And then they love it. I say every time I, I, I go to a workout, not every time, but I don't want to get up and go. But every time I do, I'm glad I did it. All right. That's part of what F3 is. But F3 is more than a workout group. Like I'm telling you, it is about the fellowship. And what we found 
is that when you come together, when men come together in fellowship and they do hard things together, it draws them closer. It's the glue that brings us closer together. And when guys start doing that and they start developing leadership skills and they start developing confidence, they start doing things for their community and for their families. They become better husbands, they become better fathers, they become better leaders. This thing called F3 combats something that F3 is called the sad clown syndrome. Basically means laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. A lot of men are described that way. Okay, they may not know it. They may not have heard it before, but that is the description of a lot of the men because it's an epidemic among men in our country that they're lonely. Many, many, many men have no close relationships, no close male friendships. F3 is a solution to that. And when you start getting that, you start finding purpose in your life. You start finding the why, why you get up in the morning, why you crawl out of bed, why you go to work, why you toil for your uh, paycheck and your food and your house, and why you love your children, why you love your wife, why you love the people that you work with. We go to F3 and put ourselves through this stuff to make ourselves better men so that we, because, because we love the people that we have influence over and impact and have an impact on. If that's not the reason you're going to F3, you need to rethink what you're doing. Man, it's out of love. Okay, I'm gonna take a little side road here. We're in the middle of the Iron Packs Challenge coming toward the end, okay? For those who don't know, the Iron Packs Challenge is a yearly thing. You get a practice week and you get four weeks where you get a workout sent out by our friends from Greenwood. It's always a really, really hard workout, okay? But basically, it's a timed workout or you count your reps over a particular set of particular time and then you submit your score and then you can see where your score ranks among all the other men doing it across the world okay and you can see it it's pretty easy to cheat on some of these things okay you might have to do a hundred merkins and then run a quarter mile and i've seen videos of guys do 70 something they get up and run okay they didn't even hit that they didn't come close to 100 or you're doing your merkins like dfib does vibrating planks you know don't go all the way down don't go all the way up i'm called down it all the time and I love my men for calling me out on it. But you know what? Got a bad elbow. I'm getting a great workout. Eh, what are you going to do? But um, burpees, you know, you can, you can be cheating. You can cheat on a lot of things. Squats, you're not going down all the way. Whatever. And there's all kinds of guys that get so upset when people are cheating and they know it. Or they're, you know, skimping on the exercise, not doing full range of motion, whatever. And they post a score and they get all mad about it. Let me tell you what. The problem isn't with the guy who's fudging his workout. The problem isn't with the guy who's modifying his workout and not saying that he's modifying his workout. The problem isn't with the guy who isn't doing the exercises right. The problem is with you if this makes you super angry and this is something that's a big problem for you, that you are the problem and the problem is you because he sh you, it's okay to call him out on it. That's fine, that's what we're there for. But you better ask yourself why you're going there then because it isn't supposed to be mostly about the workout. It's supposed to be about encouraging one another, getting better ourselves. Okay, even the guys at Greenwood who developed it say it's you against you. It adds to a lot of cool, you know, trash talk and banter on the social media and stuff like that. But man, if it's really bothering you that much, you better reconsider why you're going to these workouts. Okay, it isn't be to become a faster runner. It isn't to become stronger. It isn't to do all those things. That those things happen. And they are what help you. But that's not the reason. The reason you're going there should be because you love the people that you are responsible for. 
and you want to get better so you can help them. You need to be a servant leader. F3, we call it being third, right? Okay, creator's first, everybody else is second, and you are third. Living third, that's that's what we call it. So anyway, uh, sorry, went off on a tangent there. There's a little mini sermon from DFib in the middle of this big, long sermon that's getting too long, so I'll try to wrap it up. Bottom line, we are stronger together. Here are the things that you can do, all right? If I have described you as being an isolationist, a lonely guy, whatever, here are some things you can do. I talked about changing your culture, right? Seeking fellowship. You have to take initiative. You have to do it. People are usually not going to do it for you. Here's an idea. Go to work. Work from work, not from home. All right? Don't take the easy road. The easy road is usually the wrong road. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's necessary. I'll give you that. But usually the easy road is the wrong road. All right? Go to work. Shave your face. Take a shower. Put on your suit, your clothes, whatever you do, and go into work. Enjoy the work, all right? It's a gift from God. That was our devotional recently today. We are to, uh, from Ecclesiastes, okay? Eat and drink and enjoy that. And take satisfaction, find satisfaction in our toil. Think about that, toil. Toil is like hard stuff. It's, you know, it's a curse from Adam's fall. Men are cursed to toil to get their food out of the ground and stuff like that. You know, we've got all kinds of harder job now. It's a harder job now for us to, to eke out a living than it was before the original sin. That toil was a punishment. However, it's also a blessing. It says that this is a gift of God. Why? Because when we have to work for it, we appreciate it more. And then when you work hard for it, when you eat and drink, it is so much more satisfying. Clearly, God had wing night in mind. Clearly, right? He says in Ecclesiastes, you take satisfaction, find satisfaction in your toil, and eat and drink and enjoy that. <laughs> wing night, baby. That's it. I'm calling for wing night with my packs this week. Well, anyway, I digress. Work from work. Get outside, okay? Get outside. There is something seriously uh, true about getting outside. Expose yourself to some sunlight. All right, or even in the gloom. Being outside has health benefits, just being out there. All right, I can't explain it. I don't understand it completely, but it's true. And that's the way we were designed. So get your butt outside. Uh, you know, I don't care what the weather is. Go for a walk, all right? And go meet somebody outside for a while. Walk together. There you go, fellowship while you're walking together. F3, we're outside all the time. It's one of the rules. We got to do it outside. Get outside. Exercise. Physical activity will help with your depression, will help with your loneliness. And again, do it together with somebody. If you're a guy, find F3 somewhere. Go join that group. It's free, man. It's free. You don't have to join a gym. You don't have to pay any dues. You don't have to pay a personal trainer. Get outside. Get some exercise. Physical activity. Fight the culture of isolationism. The culture, for whatever reason, now I'm not going to go down that road, it kind of wants you isolated. Okay, I can tell you the enemy does, all right? As a Christian... Satan's real, all right? He's an enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to who he may seeking who he may devour. That's you, brother. He wants to devour you. All right, he's seeking around. Who does the lion go after? Does he go does he go after the, the, the guy in the pack, the herd? Does he go after the, the wildebeest who's with uh, you know 50 other wildebeest? Or does he go after the one that's separated? The isolated wildebeest. 
Don't be isolated. Fight the culture of isolationism. Reach out. Reach out to other guys, okay? Not just for yourself. I'm talking about if you're a leader, and we are all supposed to be leaders, reach out to those guys you haven't seen or heard from for a while. What are they going through? What's going on? They're probably thinking nobody cares about them. Please reach out to those guys. That's what we're supposed to be about. Put others ahead of yourself. What is going on? Why hasn't that guy shown up? You see a guy, he looks down. Ask him, say, hey, brother, what's going on? You okay? Just those kind of words can really help a lot of people. And you gotta be genuine about it, you can't be fake. But reach out to other people, all right? Maybe there's something you could do in your community about reaching out to the elderly. They're very isolated, okay? Because they can't get around anymore, they don't go to work anymore. They're retired, they sit at home, they don't have a lot of money to go places, they may have physical disabilities, they can't get out of the house, whatever. Maybe there's a, there's a need, there's a need, man. Fill the need, all right? So seek ways to reach out. And yeah, wing night, man, wing night. Or call it what you want, hot dog night, pizza night, I don't care. Go and have a beer night, all right? I'm not, I'm not uh, as a Christian, I'm not telling you to go out and get drunk, but get together. Say, hey guys, let's get together, you know, Friday night, whatever. We're going down to whatever restaurant. Who wants to come? All right, that's one of the things I do. And frankly, I haven't done it in a little while because of uh, work and family stuff and traveling. But my PAX is in desperate need of a wing night. So is DFib. We need to get out. Now, you don't have to eat the wings. You can eat whatever you want. All right, dial-up always orders uh, pulled pork nachos. They're pretty good. He buys a big platter of it for everybody. That's why I invite him all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I invite him because I love him. But, you know, go out and eat. Which we get together, man. Wing night, baby. All right. I don't think I got anything else for you, except I will tell you this. Um, when I first planted the shovel flag here, shovel flag, for those who don't know, is a flag on a shovel. And we stick it in the ground because it's a shovel and it could stick in the ground. Unless it's concrete, then we got to lean it against something. Anyway, a plan of shovel flag means I started the F3 region here in Danville, Pennsylvania. And uh, we, we, we started it in 2020. I got a, a group of guys to help me start it. That was my SLT, Shared Leadership Team. And uh, we started doing some virtual workouts because we weren't allowed to, to gather together again an obstacle of the culture. But anyway, in May, we were finally free to get together. So the very first workout that we had together, I queued, and guess what the title of it was? The title was Stronger Together. I don't know if I'm that brilliant or it's come full circle or whatever, but uh, Stronger Together, and that's the whole thing, man. We did workout that was a partner workout for most of the 45 minutes that we that we uh, sweated and toiled um partners right literally carrying each other um relying on each other to finish uh, exercises different things like that we probably should do more of that in f3 hmm think about that all, all, all you out there in uh in f3 land all you men when you queue next do a partner workout okay do it for DFib. Bring your men together. Partner up. Support and encourage one another. That's what we're all about. All right. DFib loves you. DFib out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. 
More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.